1: what's up guys hello everybody welcome welcome back after this holidays the holiday season is over we
0: gave you a nice long break we did we did it was totally you i was thinking about and not my (laughs) life um episode 110 this is 110 wow it's a good number it's a good number yes hope you guys had a good christmas new year's Whatever else Whatever it was, else
1: It's in there Like whatever holidays You guys celebrate, right? I'm a year older <laughs> Oh, yes, you are
0: Indeed Not me, not yet Claire is a year older Not you yet Not me, No. Well, you, you have You're
1: going to catch me up You catch have up like Rosie's
0: week. birthday-ish You got the you, cancer blood Yep Yeah
1: You you might catch up with me Eventually
0: Wouldn't that be something? And we'll still be doing it It'll <laughs> be crazy So I'll be like 70 and you'll be uh, 200,
1: <laughs> 200. <laughs> uh you, what, Do we reveal how old you are?
0: Yeah, I turn, I turn 32 Okay, so you, I'm just a, a little slightly older slightly. <laughs> Just uh, Less than You're not that much older 14 uh, I was going to say less than 15 years yeah, older Yeah, 14 years He's okay, Fourteen. 14 years old, that's it That's it, all I'm right? 14 that's all this. You're, you're a minor <laughs> So today should be interesting. It should be interesting. We're back in person. We're at my house right now in my yeah. office. Very very nice cozy office. Cozy. You're surrounded by guitars and
1: a skateboard and books and books and polaroid cameras. It's very me. It, it, it and is. weird knickknacks. It is very you. Um, I am right in front of a <laughs> sewing machine.
0: That's a that's a, a remnant from The last semester I was at Middlesex. Oh, okay. When we made our our course catalog thing.
1: Nice, nice. And of course, immediately after you left. I know,
0: but I held on to it. You can
1: come back. You can come back.
0: I could, but I won't. (laughs) All right, so. So this idea was yours. It was mine. I don't know what possessed me, but. And it was a last minute one you told me the other day. Yeah. And since we haven't spoken in a while, and since my brain is not quite right, (laughs) I thought this would be kind of a fun one. That I already jinxed by saying it would be easy.
1: <laughs> yes, that's not going to be easy then. But
0: I think it would be a nice one, because we're going to do a couple today. I mean, you guys, this is going to be the next like couple months for you. But yep. for us, it's going to be just a few hours. It's just a few grueling hours. Yep. yep. So we talk a lot on the podcast, as you said, about philosophy. Yes. <laughs> Some would say 100%. Yeah. And what things are of Philosophical discussionness, I guess you can say, right? Yes. And so you had this idea,
1: yeah. And I'm, I was thinking, like, okay, is there something that cannot be discussed philosophically? Are there some things that are
0: definitely not philosophy? Hmm. Because can I I ask what had what made you had this idea?
1: Um, sure. Um, it was just I was thinking, I was, I was reading something and in in this something there was it was this the the typical contraposition between science and philosophy right and there was this um this drawing of you know two two kids talking to each other and mom was like what is philosophy all about like science gives us all the answers and stuff like that uh and the other guy says well what do you mean what is science then and the guy starts talking, and the other guy goes, and, says, and you're doing philosophy. I've right? seen that. I've seen, that. seen that. Yeah, right? yeah. And you're doing philosophy. And by looking at that, I was like, mm, wait a minute. Is this true of everything, though? But mm. are there things that are not philosophy? Hmm. What a great question. Because, I mean, we have talked about very different things here, right? We have. Like, we, talk, we had an episode on work. We had an episode on... Love. On love. We had an episode on just the one before on atheism and and, and stuff. On the mind, on art. Yeah. So it seems like, is there like, because we always say this, if everything is something.
0: Then there's nothing, right? (laughs) Right? This is a good question. Okay. Already having some wheels to, okay. So before we get into heavy stuff, I'm wondering, have you ever had a conversation with someone small talk even Mm -hmm. where you started talking about something and they were like dude what are you doing this is not a philosophical question like there's just an obvious answer
1: (laughs) uh yes like every other time i talk to somebody
0: and when (laughs) they respond like that is your thought because i know my thought would be something like well it is but I don't have to get into the nitty-gritty. We could just be very practical right now. Is that kind of your...
1: Yeah, sort of. Sometimes I'm just like, okay.
0: Is there a specific topic that you think it happens most on? Or something recent? No,
1: nothing nothing recent. It's just like every... Do your kids yell at you for this? No, no. The, op- <laughs> the opposite, actually. They want to talk about this stuff. They're fascinated by this. It's cool. Um, but there is the the... I guess the main issue seems to be... It's normal, I guess, when we talk about politics and uh,
0: political stuff. Oh, okay. That happens often. So, the political stuff you've been told, like, not a philosophy thing.
1: Well, that we shouldn't talk about this, like, uh, to, mm. in terms of philosophy, that instead is supposed to be a practical thing, right? Like, who right. rules us? Right. Has nothing to do with. The general idea of
0: how one should be ruled. And, and so that, according to that view, there is no practical component to velocity, right? It is purely impractical. Yes. Right? Absolutely. And then, or, and or, I will say, the theoretical is wholly divorced from the practical. Because even if you admitted that Politics was practical and philosophy was not. To then add the premise that philosophy can give us nothing on this is to say that I can have the practice without the theory. Correct. Okay. Correct.
1: And there, better, there is the idea that the theoretical, and philosophy particularly, I guess, makes things unnecessarily complicated. Hmm. Well, they shouldn't be. It's a complication. It's, a, it's actually some sort of a... Um,
0: an obscurance. An
1: obscure It's you're doing something wrong. Like you're making things wrong, while you shouldn't. Right?
0: Even in philosophy, like the late era philosophy of the the 1900s, you see this. Right? This whole idea, idea of quietism. Yeah. Like, just stop talking, you guys. It, it, and I guess this is particularly aimed at the metaphysicians. Oh yeah. And the historians of philosophy the continental philosophers the reason i'm looking behind you is because the door just mysteriously i wonder how that opened rosie's playing in the background um should be fine now (laughs) she's like dad that's not philosophy um is that her no no it's just a ghost it's wind it's the wind oh okay okay lower this down
1: it's gotta be the wind if it's not the wind i'm leaving because the the house is haunted at that point, the
0: house, the house is haunted, so I am leaving. That's concerning. Okay, uh, so, okay, that's just a funny thing. Supernatural talk. <laughs> okay, is that that's not philosophical? It might not be because if it's supernatural, mm-hmm. there is always this element of like, well, you can't understand it, you can't rationalize it. Okay, so okay, if philosophy is intrinsically rational, okay, one might say that irrational things. Cannot be philosophized. Does that include like all speculations
1: about God and stuff like that? Because we just did an episode on it.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I have have an opening anecdote (laughs) to make things easier. Sure. Because when you asked me this question, I was thinking about it. And it has to do with science. So, a few years back, maybe five, four, five, six years ago, I was. On vacation. Um, Pre COVID. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's not my timeline. It's <laughs> not like this, not like Jesus. Um, and we were with Claire's side of the family because we always do one with them, one with my side of the family. Um, so we told her brothers and nieces. And we were outside one day. And I was standing outside with one of her brothers. And at least one of our nieces and there was a bunch of rocks on the ground and something got said like whoa that!" someone said that's a pebble or someone said oh that's not a pebble that's a rock and I just laughed and they were like yeah I wonder what that is I wonder what the the right answer is and I was like what? Like I was like that's I was like okay and I was joking. I was like well okay, that's kind of either arbitrary or a philosophical question, right? Those are the two avenues you can go. And he was like, "No, it's not. There's a scientific classification." And I was like, "Is he joking right now?" And then he pulled out his phone and he pulled out um there is in fact a chart that scientists apparently refer to That classifies different pieces of earth, let's call them, by size range Mm -hmm. and has different names for them. So they'll be like, a pebble is this many millimeters to this many millimeters. But if it's above this millimeter, then it becomes a rock. Then if it's above that, it becomes a stone and then a, a boulder or whatever. And he showed this to me as if he's like, well, duh, this is it. This is the truth. This is obvious. Mistake. And I remember I didn't say anything cuz what am I going to say in that context but I remember thinking like what the hell is this what is this? that's not a thing it's a classification that we have made right it, it's a, but it's a this kind of reminded me like this this kind of showed me um a science philosophy distinction in yeah. the moment right where there's there's yeah. different modes of classifying things and philosophers fancy themselves classifiers and if scientists don't fancy themselves philosophers and they also classify things then they might say the classification of what we would call actualities is not itself a a philosophical task
1: yeah well what what do you think about that classification um i was opening i just opened uh, the metaphysics oh that's right
0: right. aristotle right there so uh, what is he doing there, right? Well, don't you know that Aristotle was just doing science?
1: Oh, I forgot about
0: that. He was the first scientist and all that other stuff about being. It's just nonsense.
1: Oh, okay. So we're just picking up what, he, what we like in the rest of yeah. this.
0: All these books are just, I don't know. Trash. Trash. <laughs> going to say nonsensical poetry.
1: Right. I see. No, but uh, jokes aside, right? I think that... Um, most likely, the dead activity is similar right the, um, I, I won 't say I think that until we 're doing the classification we 're doing philosophy, and the moment the classification is done, and then that becomes science right The moment the classification is fixed, then you have specific rules that are given I have a chart and I can go by right, but the creation of the chart it is philosophical probably I would say i would make and this is not the original. Like, Bert Russell says, not one of my favorite philosophers, you Mm -hmm, know, but mm -hmm. he says like, you know, until a question is not answered, we call it philosophy. And the moment we get the the certain (laughs) answer, then that becomes science, right? That's Uh, a pretty
0: good starting point. You have a chart, you refer to it, the chart contains rules, you follow the rules, you see the outcome, you check the outcome against a set of criteria, and then you answer according to that. Yeah, and then that's science, that should be it, right? But the actual coming up with the criteria and the rules and all the primary things that would be philosophy, you would say, yes, yes, yep. So, I have this,
1: I don't think this is, I think this might be controversial, sort of. Mm -hmm. So, for example, I'm going to be teaching in the summer, uh. A course that's called the uh, Loc- um, Cart Locke and the 17th century. Okay. And I teach in that course. People like Galileo. I I teach a little bit of Copernicus there too. So I teach people that some traditions would consider scientists, right, rather than them philosophers. Um, but I do this all the time. Like, and I don't do this anymore. And I, you know, I do things. I rotate some philosophers and thinkers in my intro courses just not to get bored. I used to teach Freud. Mm, yeah. But most people would say, if you talk to a psychologist, it's like he's the the, the bad father of psychology, right? Which means he's a philosopher. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but to tell you that, I think that there is a very fine line, especially when we talked about the people that establish the rules within a specific science. There's a bunch of biologists. I think Darwin is a philosopher. Mm. I think that a lot of evolutionary biologists are philosophers. Um, and the, the more, uh, how can we say, complex the science is, the less I see the difference between science and philosophy. The, I don't think that that's the direction that will get us what is not philosophy. Because I think that when it comes to knowledge, when it comes to scientific knowledge, most things are still can still be discussed philosophically, right, even when we add the final the final chart right mm-hmm. We can still discuss that chart <clears throat> philosophically uh Francis Bacon comes up with these charts with these methodological charts that you need to uh to use in order to classify stuff and mm-hmm. Aristotle does the same thing in and, uh, and Theophrastus like aristotle uh student eventually. Uh, writes this this book, it's all about the classification of plants and how the leaves look and stuff. That's still a philosophical book. And even after you have the chart, you can still discuss it, right? You can still readjust it. You can still talk about it in terms of how we're using it and stuff and, and stuff like that. <clears throat> I think that if we are talking about non-philosophical things, maybe we need to go in a different direction, Um and you you mentioned before small talk, right, or or discussions that don't have. And some people might think I'm not sure about this, but some people might think that, where philosophy philosophy cannot be, when there is a lack of depth, when we talk about stuff, right? If we're doing superficial stuff, well, there
0: cannot be philosophy there.
1: Hmm. Which I think is, you know, I don't know. What do, what do you what do you think about this?
0: I think there's something there. I was trying to also see if there was um, a, a less complex general place to start. and This was easy, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's getting the wheels turning, right? Zero to 100 real quick. And I thought of something general that will maybe explain why what you said counts as not philosophy. And I thought of thought Right, so it seems like at the very least, um, thinking is a necessary condition for philosophy. You can argue about whether all thinking is philosophical or whether thinking is a sufficient condition, but at the very least, if there is no thought, you can't have philosophy.
1: So, thought is a necessary. A certain forms of thought may need to be a necess- may need
0: to be a necessary condition for philosophy to be there. In the most general sense, yes. Definitely. Yes. So to give a stupid example, uh the desk cannot philosophize. Okay. Right? So there there needs to be not it needs to be alive, it needs to be to meet a certain degree of consciousness consciousness if in fact consciousness comes in degrees, and there needs to be a certain kind of thinking. If that's the case, you can exclude all the things that don't have that, which is very boring, right? But you can kind of extrapolate from that human activity that, that doesn't involve thinking or at least certain kinds of thinking. For mm. example, small talk. Okay. Uh, and the principle that's a bit more general than small talk but less general than thinking that I came up with is something like mechanistic function. Okay, If we're just working in a well-oiled machine, philosophy is not happening. Okay, So if you are in the flow. To be in a flow is precisely not to philosophize. And there, there are all sorts of connections you could draw to this, like with aesthetics. But I mean, if we're small talking, I'm like, hey, how you doing? Good. Oh, nice weather. Yeah, it's snowing. That's not philosophy. Mm-hmm. And in part because we're not abstracting. In part because there's no depth, as you say, mm-hmm. but I also think because we're just we're pressing play, so yeah. to speak, on the tape. Mm-hmm. And so, anytime when you're just hanging out with your friends, bullshitting—like I don't think bullshitting is philosophizing—or mm. if we're playing Monopoly, and maybe we get into philosophical arguments while playing Monopoly, <laughs> which is why we don't play it. But the actual playing of, like, we're playing gin, we're playing poker. Okay, These things are just programs that are running. So the running of programs, insofar as human activity can be understood as the running of programs, to me seems not philosophy, although it could be philosophized about. I was about to say,
1: it's funny because these things, obviously, even if we establish that the activity in itself... Is not philosophical. Yet we can have we can we can have a philosophical conversation about small talk.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We can have a philosophical conversation about uh, what's the weather like. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have had philosophical conversation about this mechanistic thing, so which you're talking about with uh, aesthetic experience and stuff, and there's definitely a philosophy of poker and all this kind of stuff. But you're saying that the activity in itself,
0: it's not philosophical, cannot be philosophical because we're missing the depth of it. Yes. And so we arrive at a a principle, some kind of uh, prima facie principle to work with, which is something like, if it's true that all things can be philosophized about, this means that not all things are always already philosophical or always already philosophy. Um or you could work with a different principle, which is not all things are philosophy, but all things can be philosophized about. Maybe not perfect, but you can work with it.
1: No, I uh, I see what you're saying. Um I'm so I had the tendency of, of agreeing with you when it comes to not everything is philosophy, right? I actually hate the idea that everything is philosophy. Mm -hmm. Uh, The same way I hate the idea that everything can be a philosopher. That's not, Mm. in my opinion, that's not, uh, but it's a different story. Um, I'm not sure that we are pinpointing all the things that are not philosophy, but that's not the goal, right? Um, I'm not even sure if you're pinpointing the right things necessarily. Um, but the thing that gives me more pause is the idea that we can philosophize about everything because mm-hmm. that's my, that was the my original thing, right? I don't think that we can, well, I don't know, but I would like it to be that <laughs>
0: not everything can be philosophized about. Okay, so it's easier for you to accept that not everything is philosophy. That's less controversial because you're like, obviously...
1: Yeah, I think that there are certain things that we might say. There, I think when there is a lack of reflection, right? Every time... You make this example all the time, right? The, the, the slow motion thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when we're not all of a sudden slowing things down and reflecting on them, <clears throat> maybe... <clears throat> No, the cold is coming back. Maybe uh, maybe that's the moment where we're not doing
0: philosophy, at least consciously, right? There might be some other stuff. There. Yeah, so there's the happening. Yeah. And then there's like the meta happening. Yeah, the, the
1: hammering the, the, the nail, right? Yes. The hammering the nail is one thing, and while you're doing that, you're not philosophizing, and then... You can start reflecting on what you're doing yes, yes, and then you destroy your
0: finger, but you're
1: philosophizing at that point.
0: Yeah. And that's good. That's a very Heidegger, that example. Right. Um, and that gives credence to the view that practical activity is not philosophical, although it doesn't prove as they would like that practical activity cannot be philosoph- philosophized about or is not yeah, grounded I, in philosophy. Yeah.
1: And that's, that's the thing, right? Is there a way where we can establish a principle or, can we think of something that cannot be philosophized about in principle, right? Because again, the practical activity, and we need to talk about more about this because I'm not sure that we are not. So if we're saying that the application of rules and the following a specific chart if we're saying that that is not philosophy at all, then there are certain things, certain practical activities that might not be philosophy, but that might not be philosophy. But if applying a rule and following a rule somehow
0: mm-hmm.
1: has some philosophical seeds in there, then practical activity they might be seeded with philosophy as well. We just don't see it as clearly. And I know that probably was listening it's like this is maddening. What are you guys doing? But that was the curse. Anthony said it was easy. So it is. You can blame me.
0: Um, I'm thinking of it in kind of very, almost. I don't want to say this because I don't actually have familiarity with it, but like Eastern, like loose ways. I'm thinking about this yep. where it's like, if if the if the universe is happening, that's one thing. But then, like, if there's awareness of the universe happening, that's kind of where it begins. And you can almost view that awareness as as like a a disruption Mm -hmm. of the happening. And so it seems like, like, by nature, philosophy is disrupting. Yeah. Because what it does is it stops the natural flow of things to be like, what's going on, guys? Yeah. Um. So is there something that cannot be disrupted? I mean, sure, the flow of time itself. Yeah. But does that mean there's no such thing as philosophy of time? No. No. (laughs) Exactly. So it's... I guess there's two questions back right? Like, are practical activities not philosophical inherently? Yep. And can there be things, or are there things... Not, in principle, able to be philosophized. Yes. Two different questions. <sighs> I don't know.
1: So, and even the first question you ask, I think, I'm I'm thinking of a difference that we can make, right? Because you're, you're saying rightly so, I believe. You're saying, well, the universe is happening, right? Okay. And then, ooh, what was that? Yeah. I don't know.
0: Oh, the charger. It's fine. Okay, we're good? It was, it was a, my house phone. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, because because you have the cord like in between your chair. I think that's what's happening. I do. Um, so I was saying I think you are correct when you say that philosophy acts somewhat as a disruptor, right? The universe is happening and then people philosophize about it or are aware of, of things and things do change. Um, which makes me think, though, of, of something else, right? Specifically, what I'm thinking about is maybe we need to make a difference between human activities and what's happening in the universe. Because maybe the moment we are doing something as humans by mm-hmm. nature, those things are not just pure happenings. mm but there is a level of disruption already built in there. So human activities maybe are philosophical, even if it is building a house. Uh, while, of course, I don't know, uh, a solar, solar eclipse might not be. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, because we, that's happening, right? Yeah. And will be happening regardless of our existence. Yeah,
0: and I get what you're saying. I just don't want to give the impression that human activity is supernatural. Right no, that I know it's it's a non-universe actuality or something like that, so but it's different in nature right it is It is fundamentally different from other kinds of activity, absolutely it's different from the activity of plants, it's different from the activity of heavenly bodies, and this is why Aristotle makes the distinction right yeah. between these 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 multiple types of things,
1: because those things wouldn't be nothing of the things that we do would mm-hmm. be happening if there wasn't let's use this term, which is very opaque, a will, right? Yeah. A will is present when those things are happening, the the stuff that we're doing, while the, the solar eclipse is independent from any will, allegedly. Right? Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. So maybe the absence of will is what indicates stuff that are not in principle, philosophical again just addressing the first question the second question that is it possible to philosophize about everything that for
0: the moment let's put on the side mm. so that's the the purest kind of happening i would
1: say I don't yeah. know. what do you
0: think no i think that's definitely in the direction of what i was saying i think the only split between us now is i would also include some types of human activity in with the solar eclipse like um like playing poker. Well, let me use a better one because, I know, okay, I'll use a better one. <laughs> it's not that I don't agree with it. I just want to not see you shake your head and give me no. looks like that. Um, <laughs> Sorry, drinking tea. Okay, um, breathing. Well,
1: breathing is one of those
0: unconscious things. activities. Yeah, you don't you you're not willing to breathe. Drinking tea, uh, making a sandwich. Okay. Playing guitar.
1: Why do you think that those those things don't involve a will?
0: I think they involve a will, but I think that the will is capable of doing things in a non-philosophical way. I don't think the activity of the will is intrinsically philosophical. I think the will can... The will is that which is able to philosophize, but it is not that which is... That
1: necessarily philosophy.
0: Sisyphusian, already being in philosophy.
1: Mm. I think I think that our disagreement in here is rooted into one larger disagreement that we always have.
0: Uh-oh. Which, which is?
1: <laughs> uh, which has to do with the nature of the will or whatever you want. You you always, if I, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe
0: that you... It's like a married couple. You always do <laughs> you this always, thing.
1: You claim that there are some activities there are. Irreflexive, let's call it right. They're not mediated by language. Well, I do claim that all things are mediated by language. Everything that's happening. You do say this, yeah. And if that's the case, of course. Uh, I'm the gonna, mo- I'm the gonna push get involved.
0: Okay. I'm gonna push. Sure. Of and course. I'm not gonna push back on what you might think I'm gonna push back. I'm uh-huh. not gonna push back on the claim that everything is Linguistic. Okay. Even though I think that's wrong. <laughs> I'm going to say you we can like have non-philosophical linguistic activity. You can have like purely reflexive linguistic activity like, in your language. Well, like drinking a cup of tea, right? Because if that's already linguized, yeah. I would still say that's that's not a philosophical. Why? That's, that's Why? Great. Okay. So right now I'm yeah. doing it, right? Okay. Yeah. So let's think about this. Mm-hmm. First of all, there's a difference between me doing that yes. and then now me thinking about it. Right? Sure, sure. And so it seems like even if I try to do them both at the same time...
1: Yeah. <laughs> he's drinking his tea.
0: A, that's really difficult. Yes. And B, that screws up me trying to drink the tea and distracts me from it. So this seems to be a kind of like... I'm not going to incorrectly use the word a priori but like a like a like ex ante mm-hmm. it is shown that there is a distinction between philosophy and practical activity because if there wasn't I I I a couldn't notice any distinction in the moment and b one couldn't mess up the other because they're the same thing. Mm. Well, but I think that
1: there is a level we were talking about another before we won't say which one was. Yeah, yeah. And we You call it medium, right? I say she's medium, yeah. She's medium. Yeah. And maybe when you're just drinking tea, it's just a medium (laughs) activity. Well then when you start adding more thought on it, Mm -hmm. then it becomes Mm -hmm. a little more involved, right? It's like listening to music. Yeah. And then listening to music attentively. You can do both things. It's still listening to music. But one becomes more involved. But it's still the same activity.
0: Okay, uh, I'm gonna. And there's that's a couple. And that's things. a bad example, but anyway. I mean, I'm get what you mean. I get what you mean. Okay, question. I'm gonna be Bertrand Russell for a second sure. now. Sure. You have asked me to try to prove that practical activity and philosophy are not the same. I'm now going to ask you to prove, <laughs> since the, the logical burden is yeah, on you, sure. <laughs> that they are the same. That so are that's the what you're claiming.
1: Yeah. Well, again,
0: remember my... Playing with the
1: claim. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My, my, my goal ultimately is to find a difference because I don't, I don't want it to be all the same. The only claim that I'm making is that where, where there is a will, human activities have
0: at least the predisposition to be philosophical. Meaning that they have... That I agree with. Oh, okay. There's mm-hmm. the predisposition. So that to me is like a potentiality. Yes. But not to be philosophized about. To be philosophical.
1: Okay. and self. Which are two different things, right? Yes. The fact that we are messing with the flow of the universe, right? That already makes things reflexive in the course of you drinking your cup of tea. hmm Which makes it... Incorrect word, but naturally philosophical. <laughs> Think of this. For you to drink a, a cup of tea, there is a whole process of things that got disrupted within the happening of the universe. Mm-hmm. Starting with this plant to be grown in a place where it wouldn't have grown naturally, right? Mm-hmm. And then picked and then dried and then put in little sachets or and put on a boat put on a boat, and then they get to the supermarket, they eventually makes it to your house, right? And you are, and but again, that will not none of this would happen without us, without a will, without a set of rules and a set of, regu- a set of regulations that we put in place, a set of reflections that we have made about stuff. And even you, right, when you're boiling the water, when you're doing all those things are disrupting the natural course of things. And there is a certain amount of thought that goes into that, Right. Started with the fact I'm tired. And, you know, if you drink this, you might get jittery. So, why don't we drink like the the non caffeinated stuff, right? And, and things like that. You're doing all this kind of stuff, and that eventually leads you to do this mm-hmm. drinking that sounds mechanical. Now, is it mechanical? Maybe, but is there underneath that a level of will and a level of internal discussion that we just not? Paying attention to because we're concentrating on the
0: mechanics of things. So I think that something can be the result of philosophy mm-hmm. and also have philosophy as a result mm-hmm. without itself being, being philosophy. I, I think that you can have um, a non philosophy sandwich, so to speak, right? Like you, you can have a moment or like a practical actuality couched between two modes of philosophy. Mm. And I think that's not only possible, but I think that happens most of the time. Mm. Because, okay, here's here's something that will bring you on board, hopefully. You don't like the everything is philosophy thing, right? When we talk to students especially if we first meet them right in, in a class, their first ever philosophy class. Mm-hmm. I don't think what you say or how you approach it is. Cause you said this before you at least not wholly, you're already doing this. See, mm-hmm. it's not merely that it's like y- you have to learn how to do this thing. And yeah, and there's, there's, rules so we're we are ourselves functioning within this box chart um there's kind of ways of asking questions and ways of thinking and ways of answering and explaining and if if you don't get that from the beginning if you aren't doing that at least like 90% not doing it before you are taught those things mm-hmm then how could we not say that the everyday practical is distinct from the, the philosophical?
1: But, yeah, the question is, though, are these people just still doing it but doing it wrong? Are right, they not that's a doing, question. Are they not doing it at all? That's a good question. Uh, or are they just partially doing doing it half-assed? And we're like, hey, if you're going to do this, just do it right.
0: Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I, I definitely think it's a hodgepodge of all of those things. I would just say it includes the not doing it. They're not doing it at all. Uh, okay. There is some component of that. Could be,
1: and, and as I said, that's what I'm looking for, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the issue becomes we're just moving towards, and I see. I think from what you said, it, it seems to me that you're leaning towards everything can be philosophized about,
0: but. Not all things are philosophy. philosophy. That's where I am now, but I don't think we've thought through as much the second part. Yeah. Can everything be philosophized about even if, right? And the key word is if for you, it isn't already Mm -hmm. philosophy. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm inclined to say it. It could it be. Could be. Are, where, are you, where are you standing on this? As
1: I said, I I, I wish, I hope we can prove that it's not. <laughs> yeah. And it's, I'm wondering if if there is maybe, and this could be the case, right? If there are certain things that can be philosophized properly and some mm-hmm. of the stuff can still be philosophized, but it's like more of a, well, you know armchair thing that's not really philosophy we're just having a conversation that it's a little bit higher on the scale but still not philosophy right we're not just chit chatting there's a level of depth but it's not enough and cannot get to the level of being philosophical truly philosophical
0: okay think of um, like philosophy
1: for amateurs
0: sort of thing philosophy for amateurs I was actually thinking of strangely enough um comedy and not in the way we might think about comedy which is also something that might be brought into the non-philosophical activity although it is based on and results in philosophy and claire would be good to talk about this because she's like very Mm -hmm. into uh, contemporary comedy but imagine i so you have the sewing machine right there right Yep. imagine i was really really good at sewing like the greatest sewer you've ever seen Seam seamstress. That was called seamer. Seamstress. That uh, seamstress. Yeah. Even for a guy, is it called seamstress? Do we have a word for that? I have no idea. All right, we're gonna go. Uh, let's say I'm a seamstress. Okay. Um, Sounds wrong, but it's, it's okay. a seamster. I go with that. All right. Like and a hipster, but like a hipster. What do you say? <laughs> like that. Um, but I only sew clothes for these. Borderline microscopic drawings that I make. I just have this whole series of fictional cartoons in notebooks I have with very, very small cartoon characters, but it's like so involved. And this You're is. So specific. And this do you do is, something like that? No, I don't <laughs> do something like this. And And this is Sally, and she is so weird. She always wears purple, but like she doesn't like purple, but she talks about. It. Anyway, this is Sally, and I make Sally. These little purple sweaters, right? And then I make her brother John this little maracas because he loves playing maracas while she's... This sounds like a like a David Lynch concept yeah, right I'm, now. Um, I'm listening so to your list. He's like, where is he going with this? So imagine I'm philosophizing to you, but about mundane things like picking your nose. Right, and I'm thinking of George Carlin has this old skit where he's talking about like biting your nails, and he's like, "Da and it's almost alive, it's almost a piece of you, but there it's staying in the front. So these things, it seems like that. It seems like you're you're using the tool, which in this case we can call philosophy, although it's not solely a tool, um, in unexpected ways, which makes for it to be comedic. And when it's happening, you don't say like, "Oh." that's not philosophy you say what an absurd way to use philosophy just like when I'm making the clothes and maracas from my little cartoons you don't say I'm not a seamstress you say that, what an absurd way to use seamstressness or sewing or whatever so there is there are bad ways of using philosophy there are silly ways, and I think I think there has to be that or else that wouldn't be funny hmm you're like misplacing exactly you're like okay. It's like a
1: joke, right? When you mis, you're misinterpreting, or better, you're misusing words. Yes, to 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 get a laugh out. Somebody. You're
0: putting things in unexpected context, and that's what makes it silly or absurd. But that means that philosophy, in this case, does not belong in that context. Does right? not belong in that context, but could be in that context.
1: The same way in which a word can be used the wrong
0: way, though. Is that the same way? That's interesting.
1: Or the same way, you making tiny stuff
0: for <laughs> imaginary. I'm thinking of that scene in Mulholland Drive with like the, the <laughs> little things. Um, something like that. Like I really I, I wouldn't philosophize about these things unless I was trying to be funny, but I but I wouldn't go far as to say that they're not able to be philosophized about. Hmm. And even if you think of like, okay, the main branches of philosophy, right? Yeah. You got the really heavy metaphysics stuff where you're talking about being and the mind and yep. reality and all these things. And that pretty much covers everything. But if yeah. you bracket that for the moment, and then you have epistemology where you're talking about knowledge mm-hmm. and like what it is and where it comes from and how you can tell something is knowledge or not knowledge. And then mm-hmm. you have ethics where you talk about morals and political, yada, 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 aesthetics, beauty, and logic. Is there something that doesn't fall under one of those types of things? Because if there is, then you might have your answer, mm. yes, here is something that is not able to be philosophized about. But if anything we could say is capable of being placed into one of those categories, it seems like by by definition it would have to be able to be philosophized about, although it would be maybe funny. Mm. Mm. I
1: don't know. I don't know. I still. I, I'm still... Can I pinpoint something specifically? No. But do I see, like, Do you, let me ask you this question. Do mm-hmm. you get annoyed okay. when sometimes there's somebody that is, let's say, acting like and saying philosophy like things and you know that that's not philosophy? You're like, absolutely. You are absolutely bullshitting. Oh, yeah. And you are absolutely not into you're not doing what i do
0: right? right you're you're pretending,
1: yes you're you're yeah, right, and not just because and the issue is not so much or maybe not only they are pretending,, mm-hmm. but the things that they're saying are pretend philosophy.
0: Right, almost like inventing words that don't even.
1: Yeah, or, or using them like you're like, what the hell are you talking about? Right.
0: Yeah, of course. I think this happens. I've seen people, like I don't know, through college. When I was in college, I've on seen TV. on TV. Absolutely, people on TV that are respected. Yeah, they like, are trying oh. to t- right with their their fake cigarette. Yeah. Um, like when actors try to talk about things. And but, even students who are... Like Matthew McConaughey is like the king of the You think ship. so? <laughs> Matthew king McConaughey is, is... A philosopher? No, no, but he's um, smarter than you think, I would say. Um, but, but he's the one that I think about when I think about, like, oh... Yeah. <laughs> who do I think? That's a good question. Who's the quasi-side question? I'll think about that later. <laughs> but no, absolutely. And so, even students, I think a lot of... Philosophers start like that because they have some interest and then they don't know what they're doing. So they're just like playing doctor mm-hmm. without any training. Oh, I just thought about another person like this. We'll, okay, we'll, okay, okay. I think we'll to be dis- continued.
1: We'll disagree on that. Ooh, okay. Uh,
0: I'm assuming. Oh, I know what you're saying. <laughs> and I'm going to say you're wrong, but keep going. The word doctor brought him into my mind. Yeah, you just haven't. You've, you've There's this Cosby show joke. Sorry, I I Robinson joke <laughs> about when um de who is it? Uh I think it's Denise. One of them brings home or Vanessa like a, a boyfriend who's like a lot older, like mm-hmm. like twenty years older than her. Mm-hmm. And they're like, What the hell is this? This is crazy. Yeah. And then she's like, No, but he's a really wonderful guy. And he really turns out to be a nice guy. Yeah. And it's just this weird thing. And then Heathcliff goes in this whole uh diet tribe talking to him and be like what's your favorite food and he's like oh yeah you like a pot roast you like with the hot gravy you like the this in it and he's like yeah yeah and he goes all right so imagine you have that and i just pick up the garbage can lid and serve it to you on that and there you go would you want that and he's like oh i get it i think this is a lot of meta talk for something that hasn't been mentioned that's the way in which this thing has been presented to you but anyway okay, okay. anyway so we're not going to mention this no, person. no 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 okay. but um
1: yeah, no. There's definitely those kind of people. So if there are this kind of people, then you see my issue with this, right? Because I want you to be able to flag this, <laughs> yeah, 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 and be like, no, this is not philosophy. Yeah, you can't even philosophize about these things, and definitely you don't philosophize about these things this way.
0: Uh, I think the last part is key. Okay, you're doing it <clears throat> wrong. Not that it can't be done. If you if you're doing something wrong, that mm-hmm. means there is a right way, right? Sure. Which means it could be done. So I feel like in order to think of the thing we're trying to get at, you would have to find an example where it's just neither right nor wrong. It's just nothing. It's just not it. It's just like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah.
1: Hmm. And it's to be, well, And we're talking about
0: non-philosophizable. Yes. Yes. Which is such a challenge. I mean, there's also things that maybe the poets would say aren't philosophizable you know we can go this other route and and some people would say that art tries to go where philosophy can't go um people talking about love you know they're like what you know philosophy is this rational activity and love is not this rational activity and when you try to philosophize about it you lose something of it so you might say love or you might say you might even say humor right and there, I, I think there would be some pretty intense disagreements on this because there are philosophers of comedy, right? And then there are pe- comedians or philosophers that would be like, no, you can't do that at all. Or yeah. maybe loss or...
1: I'm even thinking about things like death or...
0: Death or, or beauty. Or all discussions about God and supernatural stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, right. So maybe we can philosophize about these stuff? I think this is a good question. Can you philosophize about love? We could certainly talk about love.
1: Yeah, we had two episodes on it.
0: It's almost like, oh that's true. <laughs> Are we doing it all or not? Think about the concept of a, um, like a dog chasing its tail. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's kind of what people say philosophizing about emotions is like or something like I'm writing so I'm writing this this thing on aesthetic experience. And I talk about, so you know when you have um, floaters in your eye?
1: Very often, yeah. Right,
0: (laughs) the guy in glasses. And you try and look at them. Yeah. But when you try and look at them, they're gone, right? Because they're always on the periphery. Yeah. And one could say that When you try to philosophize about love or beauty or any of these things or things we haven't mentioned, Mm -hmm. it's almost like that, where you can maybe get part of it. Philosophy can get the the tail edges. You can get a, a loose border or something or maybe half of it. But you can never actually philosophize about the thing because the thing takes place in the unphilosophical attitude, to use Husserl language. Right. And so to to be in the philosophical attitude is to remove the possibility of the disclosing of the uh, unphilosophical or the extra philosophical thing. And I think this is a way of bringing in some of these things uh, and connecting it to what I said earlier about what we call practical activity, because it seems like it's it's difficult to talk about aesthetic experience. It's difficult to talk about love precisely because it is like, it's like you're on the treadmill, right? And you got the chicken wing in front of you as motivation. It's like, you just can't grab it. You just can't grasp it. And so you could try, I don't know. I'm not sure. What do you think about this? Um,
1: I was thinking, no, you're right. This is a very difficult, uh, (laughs) topic when it comes to this kind of stuff but i was also thinking that um i mean we can talk this on the next uh on the second part of this maybe another things that we cannot philosophize about which i'm not a big fan of the saying this mm-hmm. and for reasons that you might uh, guess this idea that something that i have no experience of those are things that i cannot talk about philosophically because i don't have enough depth when it comes to that that, that sounds right. I don't know. I think we. I think it's dangerous to 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 play with that idea. Okay. Because then all of a sudden, I cannot philosophize about some sort of experiences that are in principle
0: beyond my reach. Hmm. Uh, but, and you don't want to yeah. like close off inquiry or potential
1: truth seeking. That it comes from a non-conventional perspective,
0: right? Yeah, or calls to action or something like that. Okay, it would would be
1: like saying that somebody who's not Italian cannot philosophize about Italian food, Italianness. Yeah.
0: So okay, we could talk about that next. And I was also kind of curious to see how this may bump into to connect it to your beginning point, other disciplines. Yeah, and. What other disciplines would say is like where philosophy ends and where their discipline starts.
1: Yeah. And I'm wondering if the same kind of questions can be asked about other disciplines, right? We're, because we have, when we talk about the humanities and social sciences in general, I think that people that work in these fields tend to see their discipline as totalizing, Right. Everything uh-huh. is psychology. Everything is sociology. Yes. Everything is history. Everything is philosophy. Everything is science, and whatever doesn't fit that bill, it's just trash, right? So I'm wondering if there are if we're going to be able to pinpoint things that are not X, right?
0: Yeah, no, good in question. Other, in other different, in other disciplines. All right, sounds good. See you later. See you.